0: Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, NACM's Editor-in-Chief. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. First, we're taking a look at how creditors do everything possible to ensure timely payment from customers. But collections often come down to effective communication, However, communication in the business world has evolved over recent years as we moved from face-to-face conferences to Zoom and Teams meetings, which raises a question. Do customers respond better to certain communication methods over others? According to a recent e-news poll, most credit professionals use email as their primary form of communication with customers, while 21 percent use phone call the most often.
1: Nowadays, everybody uses email as a primary and preferred method of communication because it's fast, it's easy, there's a paper trail. That's Yasmin
0: Yepes. She's credit supervisor at Mitsubishi Electric Automation. She says the way you decide to contact a customer will depend on the message you're trying to send. For example, if a customer has to pay a large amount of money in a certain number of days, a phone call
1: would be a better way to express the urgency of a payment. A, a perfect example, I had a customer today that owe over 200000 over 20 days. So we've been sending emails and the emails are very dry, right? Oh, yeah, we're, we'll we'll let you know next week we're cutting a check. But grabbing a, the, the phone and, and calling them and, and expressing how important that is and the urgency you have to get that payment, I think there's no better way than via a live conversation. You cannot express any emotions, right? So So, you know, or, or build a relationship via email that can be taken in many ways. So I would say primarily email, but when you need something urgent, definitely a Also happening this
0: week, more and more companies expect their vendors to upload invoices directly to their payment portal. But doing so can be time-consuming, as each customer has their own portals with specialized rules for creditors to navigate, and some even charge a fee. If an invoice is not uploaded to the portal correctly, it won't be approved and payment will be delayed. But no matter the challenges that come with customer payment portals, they are likely here to stay. Kimberly Tatum is credit manager at Ferguson Enterprises. She has some tips to minimize the pain.
2: Our solutions are really preventative, but you can do them at any point, right? So asking your customers, do you have a tolerance for material that we've already, like if you provide your customers with a pricing catalog, right? Mm -hmm. These are standard materials you buy from us or not. um, Do you, have you put in for a tolerance on those? A lot of our customers, let's say if you're selling pipe or you're selling um, anything that comes in like random links, asking them to put in like a 15 percent tolerance on standard items. The other part of that is really having a good understanding of what your customer's process is when it comes to correcting those errors. A lot of people think, well, I can just correct this one line item. It Doesn't matter if it's Coupa, Ariba, whatever. Is the customer set up to receive line specific credit memos, right? And are those allocated directly to your PO automatically through your system? A lot of it's automated, so you assume when you issue a credit that that automatically is allocated to the purchase order that's listed on your credit. And sometimes customers aren't set up that way. It's set up to just go to AP and not necessarily reopen those lines that you've built incorrectly. You have to really understand and partner with your IT team. A lot of our customers, if you're dealing with smaller companies, don't have an integration team that's handling it for them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they have one or two people. So is your system transmitting all the data, the PO line item numbers and that? That's a huge failure across companies. So asking your customer, do you have any steps in your portal that have to be completed prior to the invoice being submitted? That's one of your biggest questions. And it's going to save you and pay you the most dividends.
0: Be sure to register for Credit Congress to hear Tatum speak more about payment portals this June in Grapevine, Texas. Several industries and businesses continue to face challenges with supply chain shortages and delays across the world. Sean Papperman is the director of Order Fulfillment at Baltimore Air Coil Company. He says knowledge of supply chains is just as important today for credit professionals as managing AR.
3: The most important thing we're seeing least in my company, and I've got the advantage because I've got supply chain and credit both report to me. I can force the coordination, but even other companies, we're starting to see, I think, a little bit better coordination. And if not, then it's an area where they can improve. So as the economy slows, there's vendors who have been caught by rising material costs, by labor challenges. And even though prices are way up, if you look at profits, those may not be, and certainly cash flow may not be up for a lot of companies. So tying that together to make sure that your vendor base is credit worthy and that there's some sort of monitoring that is done to ensure the financial health of your vendor base is, I think, just as important for the credit team today, uh, maybe as, as managing their customer AR risk even. That's all for
0: this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn.